हिरोइक टेल्स ऑफ बांग्लादेश मुक्ति संग्राम एपिसोड फाइव बैटल ऑफ हिली एंड पोकरा राइटर रिटायर्ड मेजर जनरल नितिन गडकरी वॉइस सागर नाइक शैलेश महापणकर एंड रिटायर्ड मेजर जनरल नितिन गडकरी स्पेशल थैंक्स टू ब्रिगेडियर प्रकाश गोखले स्टूडियो एंड पब्लिशिंग झंकार स्टूडियो पुणे नाउ लिसन एपिसोड फाइव बैटल ऑफ हिली एंड बोगरा The Battle of Hilly is amongst the bloodiest battles ever fought in the annals of Indian history. It was fought in East Pakistan's northwest sector during 1971. The battle ranged from 23rd November 71 to 18 December 71. Informed people would notice that both dates fall out of the official dates of the Indo-Pakistan 1971 war. the early start is what makes this battle stand out those who fought this battle and are alive today still talk about the nightmares they go through every time they think of the fighting till now jhankar through its episodes has brought to its listeners the reasons and strategies of the 1971 indo-pak war the contribution of our navy and air forces and the battle of longewala by the third week november 71 when the indian prime minister came back empty handed from her tour of the us and the european union countries it was clear that waging war was the only option left to evict pakistani forces from east pakistan and relieve the bangla people of the tyranny and oppression of the pakistani janta a go ahead was given to prepare the front for an offensive immediately after that why was hilly chosen as the first place for an offensive the vital question lays the foundation to understand the battle of hilly hilly lies in the northwest sector of bangladesh the then east pakistan it's a border town at the neck in the west of bangladesh the town even on this date exists on both sides of the border as it was in 1971 that is why locals call it hilly india and hilly pakistan the opposite border outposts of india and pakistan at hilly were facing each other with 500 meters of no man's land and behind and to the southeast of pakistani post spread the town of hilly There was a railway line on the Pakistani side which acted as an obstacle. It was a communication center as the roads from the north and the ones going to the east passed through or started from Hilly and that is why it was such a strategic objective. To understand more let us listen in to the core commander of 33 corps of the Indian army Lieutenant General ML Thapan about the reason for the start of the offensive in the northwest sector 20th November 1971 Lieutenant General ML Thapan in his corps headquarters at Siliguri 
briefing his officers. Gentlemen, the signs are clear that we will have to go to war with Pakistan to push out the Pakistani forces from East Pakistan and give independence to the Bangla people and give them a country to live in as citizens of a free country. The Eastern Army commander has given us the go-ahead to plan our operations. He has also indicated that the operations would first start in our sector. And the reasons are very obvious. Siliguri Corridor is an area of concern for us, as it is our jugular vein. We cannot, at any cost, allow the enemy to cut us off either from the north or the south. To keep the corridor safe, we need to compel the enemy to restrict them south of the corridor and keep them in a defensive role so that we can destroy them. Thus, we would start our preliminary operations well before the start of the war. I have tasked 20 Mountain Division to start to capture the general area of Hilly before our offensive starts. Once the go-ahead for our offensive is received, the plan would be to start simultaneous thrusts from the northwest and the west. The aim would be to secure the line Hilly Gaibanda. If we capture this axis, we will cut off his waist. If you look on the map, it looks like the neck pointing to the west of the East Pakistan. This will sandwich Pakistani forces between our northwestern thrust and our western thrust, which would have secured the western banks of the mighty Brahmaputra River, thus not allowing any Pakistani formations to fall back into Dhaka. Hilly is the first communication center closest to the India and East Pakistan border. It will help us to have an attack hilly from the firm base established in our country. To get access to the road from hilly to Gaibanda, a town which is at the other extremity near Brahmaputra River in the east, we have to capture hilly and the defenses around it before the war starts to give us a firm footing for our future offensive when the time would be of critical value. Hilly must fall in our hands well before we start our offensive. Therefore, gentlemen, I wish 20 Mountain Division all the very best. I will have another briefing once I get a go-ahead for our offensive from our command headquarters. Thank you, gentlemen. All the best and Jai Hind. Thus, the grounds for the fiercest battle of the 71 war to be fought was laid. 202 Mountain Brigade of 20 Mountain Division 
was tasked to capture the hilly complex before the war. The D-Day was 22nd and 23rd night. The attack would go in to capture the complex as early as possible. But hilly was not a single objective. It was a composite defence with six enemy positions in and around the hilly complex. Out of them, the most well-defended was Morapara. Having adopted a fortress concept of defence, each of the positions was developed as a strong point. The brigade commander of 202 Mountain Brigade chose eight guards to accomplish this task. Their commanding officer was Lieutenant Colonel Shamsher Singh. Little did the battalion realise this task would change the destiny of the battalion by their bravery and sacrifice. Brigadier Prakash Gogle, a second-generation army officer, was the adjutant of the battalion aid guards, which launched the all-important attack on Hilly. As a young officer with two years' service, he was in the midst of the action having a bird's-eye view of the battlefield. Later, he was also amongst the attacking columns with eight guards. Let us now hear from him what were they up against at Hilly. Hilly as far as defences are concerned, Hilly was a town which is in both sides of, you know, it is partly in India and partly in uh, East Pakistan. A railway line passes through, uh, their railway line passes through uh, along the border, uh, on their side above the border. We got BOP Aptar BOP and they have got BOP Basudevpur BOP on their side. Now, it was very difficult to capture, you know, as an army man, very difficult to capture a built-up area. So, what was the best way to capture Hilly? We couldn't have gone from the south. Frontal was through the railway line and through Hilly, town, out of question. So, there was only one way we could have gone and captured Hilly from the north or Morapara for that matter. And that was from the north, a place called Nawapara. And the information which was given to us was so scanty. We were told that there was only one platoon. There were two, almost two companies there, one and a half company plus Rekian support battalion. So when we attacked, it was two company versus two company. Usually in the army, it is one is to three. You know, if the enemy is one, then you have to be three times the enemy. There were 72 bunkers there. Railway line sleepers had been removed. And they were, you know, put there and to prepare the defences. And though the RT fire was so strong, 24 hours earlier, medium RT, field RT, light battery, but the bunkers were very strong. Actually, they destroyed some bunkers, but only one had really collapsed. And the most important part was that we had no tank support. But by the time they came, they came on 25th morning at 11 o'clock, by which time we had already captured. Besides that, as I said, the Rekian support battalion, the machine guns or heavy machine guns were deployed on all sides. So, booby traps, cattle yeah. fans, instead of those one one platoon, it was actually a company at mm-hmm. each of these places and Morapara was fortified. So, that was what it was and uh, and we captured with a, you know with very few casualties. So, we thought that hey, this is a cakewalk, Morapara is a cakewalk. So, the josh was so much that when we encountered the cattle fans, Instead of, you know, probably cutting the cattle fence, you are shaking the cattle fence, you know, with so much josh. And moment we started shaking the cattle fence, the fire started, you know, their, their fire discipline, I must say, was very good. We heard from someone on the battlefield that day 
giving us the degree of difficulty the attacking troops we were up against that night. Pakistanis had fortified Morapara and other defensive positions of Hilly to resist an attack from any side. Against such a fortified position, two eight guards A and B companies were launched to capture Morapara held by the crack four frontier force. This elite unit of Pakistani army was Field Marshal Manik Shah's battalion during the Burma campaign in the Second World War when he was in the British Indian Army. Leading A Company attack was Major Arun Manzrekar, a daredevil and the most fearless and ferocious fighter. Let us again hear from Brigadier Gogle the tale of bravery of this gallant soldier. Every commanding officer has a blue-eyed boy on whom he depends, you know, whenever a task is given, the first man to be selected was Major Mandarekar. And uh, he was actually the spirit of the battalion. He was so highly motivated that I have yet to see an officer, you know, with so much motivation. So, after uh, capture of Morapara, the right assault company commander was uh, Major Manzurekar. And as as I told you earlier, we started sh- shaking the cattle fence and the heavy machine guns opened up from all sides. Indian troops, you know, unless they are well led, they will not follow you. They all sat down because his fire was, you know, heavy. murderous from uh, machine gun fire from all sides. That is the time when Major Mandarika stood up and exhorted his company and told them to follow me. They got up. One of them was the second lieutenant Samshir Singh Samra. He was the left forward platoon commander. He had gone already forward. He was 50 yards ahead of his other troops. Can you imagine 50 yards ahead of his other troops? And 25 yards away short of the objective, uh, Samra got an MMG burst. Undeterred, he charged and destroyed that bunker. After that, Despite being wounded, he rushed to a second bunker and tried to lob a grenade in the bunker. Pull out the MMG. He always wanted to pull out. He always used to tell me, Sir, send me a call. My ambition in life is to pull out an MMG from the bunker. So that's what he was trying to do. He was found with a grenade in his hand and a stun gun in the other. He got a Mahavir Chakra. His postmates have made a statue of his in that the pose is in the unit also and the same pose is, is in the officer's training academy. He was gone. So the operator of Major Mandrekar was telling me this. Major Mandrekar reached the objective and got a machine gun burst. He crawled to the bunker, enemy bunker lobbying a grenade and destroying it. He refused to be evacuated and was trying to uh, lob another grenade in the second bunker. That is the time we got another burst. He lay in a pool of blood exhorting his men and we could hear his last words on the radio saying Bharat Mata Ki Jai. He was recommended for the highest award Paramvir Chakra in the unit. But as you say, some people miss out. Some, you know, some are unsung. 
So Lance Naik Silal, who was still alive, the operator of Major Mandrekar, who kept on moving from one to another, he was told to contact. I told him to contact Second Lieutenant Gupta. I said, "Who is there now?" So he went to Second Lieutenant Gupta. Second Lieutenant Gupta, that those who talk less are the bravest. And bullets fly over your head. There is a different man altogether. You change your total psychology when bullets are flying. This man was a very quiet and unassuming man, and uh, he spoke to the CEO. CEO told him, "Get hold of whatever chaps you can, and carry out an attack." This youngster, with barely six months of service, had just come from a course, launched the most audacious attack, because of which we got some foothold on the objective. He got an MMG burst during that attack and was killed in action. It was very, very sorry plight. You know, I was moved to tears to see him. The tree behind him. His face was unrecognizable because his he had got MMG bullets from top to bottom. I don't think you know I have seen anything more brutal than that. And he died a hero's death. By the time the objective of Hilly was captured, eight guards had four officers. Two JCOs and 64 soldiers dead, 90 percent of which were within 28 hours. It is difficult to imagine a loss of this magnitude. All brave men were fighting to achieve victory for the sake of their nation. It took 10 days for the battalion to find, recover, and bury their dead. Let us hear from Brigadier Gogle what it meant. To have so many casualties in one battalion over two nights, and how against these heavy odds the battalion kept its morale so high. The CEO, as I told you, always led by example. Of the sixty-eight killed total, as you know, we were there for fifteen days after the battle. Fifty were killed in that action. Eighteen were killed in the Later. pounding which we used to get every day uh, in in Hilly. So, uh, CEO was asked by you know this uh, div commander and the brigade commander that you suffered so heavily. Please, you know, you might like to. Uh, he says, "Or my dead body." Says, There's no question. The brigade commander, Brigade Bhatti, then Brigade Bhatti, he was the CEO of Abdul Hamid in '65 war, and. He rang me up to ask me what is the you know I was the agent of the unit. He says what is the morale of the unit? I told him sir sky high, we can still fight on. We got reinforcements. That is one of the reasons. Of course, those reinforcements were older people. You know they were like not like me, yeah. but younger to me. But uh, they were not as young as you know. But they case still came. We got uh, four officers as reinforcements. So that's how you know we we maintain the morale. We talk to our boys. None of them was willing to uh, evacuate from there. None of them, not a single person, wanted to go out from there and hand over Morapara. We, however, we vacated Noapara, 
and 22 maratha light infantry occupied on 25th morning and that is where the great dadkar got his veer chakra while they were counter attack we were also counter attack very badly but we were we, we staved them off with artillery fire and mortar fire unfortunately dadkar was killed in that action the war started on 3rd december 71 when other formations of 20 mountain division which was a part of the siliguri based of 33 corps were launched the stiff resistance by the enemy at hilly compelled the commander to alter his plan the 202 mountain brigade attack on hilly was allowed to continue as a holding attack to lure the enemy into believing that hilly is the main objective while doing so it sent two brigades 340 and 66 mountain brigades to move cross country and head towards gaibanda to the east and bogra to the south the entire hilly complex was finally captured on 11th december 71 by eight guards thus one of the fiercest battles came to an end after almost 20 days for this action of eight guards it was awarded three mahavir chakras two veer chakras one sena medal and six mention and dispatches the company commander at hilly from four frontier force of pakistan was awarded a nishane haider the highest pakistan's gallantry award equivalent to the india's paramvir chakra the number of medals and their precedence in the ladder of gallantry tells the story how fierce the battle must have been Let us understand from Brigadier Gogle what it means for a battalion to get the three Mahavir Chakras in one single battle. You know, one has to be very highly motivated to fight this battle. I will give you example of Lance Naik Ramugra Pandey, who got a Mahavir Chakra posthumous. This man was leading his section. He cleared one bunker, then he found that he had lost his weapon. So he got hold of a of a rocket launcher from one of his guys who had fallen down, and he destroyed three bunkers. This man was tremendous. It is a different thing altogether. My Sayak, while in the final assault, you know, we were falling because we had run short of troops. Only one company was left. Three companies already gone. Major K K Rao also bled to death. Delta Company commander, another brave chap, Sena medal he got posthumous. He fought on. and but he kept kept on exhort he refused to be evacuated major kekerao got a sena medal refused to be evacuated you know i saw his injury he had uh, injury on his thigh he bled to death but no evacuation that is the spirit of the person you know and while we get our recognition we cannot we had lost our brethren 68 of them if you remember citations were 91 91 citations were written by our second in command major choudhary and i was next to him in the bunker so i know besides of course recovering all those bodies some brave actions were recognized many others were not a story of hilly moves back in history we keep them in mind even when we brandish our mahavir chakras while we marched on rajpath one of the only three battalions to be called invited for victory day parade in january 1972 the other two battalions were second para of tangel and 10 paras of bawani singh 
and we presented the first guard of honor ever at the uh, India Gate. My boy, battalion Major Chaudhary led that battalion. We can never forget our comrades. While we marched, while we were flooded with garlands by uh, people. Battle of Bogra. Those of us who have seen the English movie Saving Private Ryan or the Enemy at the Gates would have realized how difficult it is to fight a battle in built-up areas where there are multi-storied buildings, streets, crossroads, and corners and open grounds adjacent to the houses. A defender can hide in any of these buildings on any floor and fire any weapon, and the attacker would not know. until he is hit and if the streets are narrow and the buildings cramped against each other the fighting moves from house to house and clearing the enemy can be painfully slow open grounds next to the tall building are suicidal for an attacker it may take an entire day to clear a stretch of 2 kilometers this was the predicament of indian troops at bogra a town south of the waste line that is hilly gaibanda line and east of brahmaputra the battle was finally joined at bogra for 20 mountain division after a long and arduous move from the indian borders formations of the division had reached bogra after some tough fighting at hilly fulbari nawabganj peerganj bhaduria gaibanda and gobindganj these names are the towns that fall on either the east to the west road from hilly or the north to the south from top to bogra without capturing them it was impossible for follow up and logistic convoys to move this march took them 10 days as they reached the outskirts of bogra on the night of 13th december 71 bogra was a big town with railway station a circuit house and a city center it was a dense built up area the civilians had vacated the city center and ran away to places of safety the town was held by the pakistan army's 8 baluch battalion and remnants of the 205 infantry brigade under the command of their fanatically stubborn brigade commander tajammul hussein malik who went from street to street goading his soldiers in the name of quran to fight till the end and not surrender 25 GR infantry battalions with a squadron of tanks of 63 cavalry was tasked to attack the town from the north six guards and a squadron of tanks of 69 armor regiment was tasked to bypass bogra east and contact it from the south and the southeast simultaneously 511 GR was tasked to attack bogra from the south and southwest This envelopment movement of 511 GR was executed 14th and 15th of December 71 and that caught the Pakistani defenses by surprise. The Pakistani resistance seemed to diminish only due to the simultaneous attack from the north and the south. A bloody battle for Bogra ensued on the 15th throughout the day. Let us hear what Major Yadav later lieutenant general yadav of 511 gr who was leading a company in attack from the south 
has to say about the battle of bogra the divisional commander wanted the momentum of this advance to be maintained so 25 gr and 63 cavalry was tasked to advance immediately and by 14th december evening they had contacted bogra from the north they had captured the area up to railway line by this time 205 infantry brigade of the enemy was in total retreat but the brigade commander tazamul hussain malik he was a very bold commander he had mustered almost 1500 troops from the various battalions like 4th frontier force 8th frontier force 13th frontier force and 32 baluch and since this was also his headquarter and a logistic node he had organized the defense of bogra town he had sworn every soldier on quran that they will fight till the end and they will not surrender because surrendering means shame and is against the teaching of islam therefore 25 gr and 63 cav would head for bogra from the north they came up against very stiff opposition consequently six guard and squadron 69 cavalry was then tasked to outflank bogra from the east and go towards the south of the town which they did by the evening of 14th but still the town was not capitulating and the strategic time frame was running out it was then my battalion 511 gurkha rifles was once again released and launched to bypass bogra from the north west and was tasked to attack bogra from the south on the morning of the 15th the whole night we marched and we were ready to attack bogra from the south on the morning of the 15th of december we had to fight through our way throughout the 15th we were under fierce resistance from the enemy we were fighting house to house in the built up area bogra is a typical bengali town like siliguri or jalpaiguri modern in some places and medieval in some others it was primitive in most a mixture of huts built up areas open areas bungalows etc etc it was ideal for defensive positions and the pakistani made full use of it but pakistanis made a cardinal mistake their defenses were oriented towards north and east and they had kept their southern and southwestern flank open and that facilitated our movement and our direction of attack but even when we reached almost the center of the town the fight was getting very ferocious it took us the whole day to capture just 3 kilometers of the town 
But finally, by the evening of 15 December, the Pakistani defences were crumbling. And we started winning enemy positions. We consolidated by 16th morning. On the 16th, when the Pakistani realized that they had been outmaneuvered and that they refused to obey their brigade commander and started coming out. By then, the ceasefire had also been announced. They started emerging from various parts of the town with white flags and surrendered. By the afternoon of the 16th December, more or less, the entire garrison had surrendered. While we were in full control of the railway station, circuit house and many other places in town, the surrender ceremony was being planned on the 18th. As explained by General Yadav, the Pakistani troops realized the hopelessness of the situation on the 16th morning. When they learned that the ceasefire had been announced, they started surrendering in a small groups. White flags were seen coming out from various places in the town. The Pakistani brigade commander, Tajimal Hussain Malik, did not surrender and tried to escape to Natar, their divisional headquarter further south of Pogra. But he was caught by the Mukti Bahini in between and on recognizing who he was, he was severely beaten up. Profusely bleeding, he was handed over to the Indians as a prisoner of war. He was treated in an Indian hospital for his wounds. The final surrender of Bogra took place on the 18th when the GOC 20 Mountain Division, Major General Lachman Singh Lehel, Veer Chakra, took the surrender from Pakistan's GOC 16 Infantry Division, Major General Nazir Hussain Shah. The bloody battle of Hili and Bogra which had started on 23rd November 1971, thus came to a formal end on 18th December 1971. In these 25 days, four Mahavir Chakra and 13 Veer Chakra medals were won by Indian soldiers and 176 men lay down their lives in the battle of Hili and Bogra. Even today, army units celebrate their victory in Hili and Bogra on the day they had won the victory and call it Hili and Bogra Day. All units participating were given battle honours here. For these units, their generations will hear and sing praises of the men who fought that day for the country's tomorrow. The victory of Hili and Bogra was the Indian Army's finest hour. This presentation was brought to you by Jhankar Studios as part of the Indian Army's Golden Jubilee celebrations of the 1971 Bangladesh War. In our next episode, we will bring another famous battle, the Battle of Basantar, fought in the Western sector. Don't miss the story. And thank you for listening in.